Hey guys, Dan here. Just wanted to add a little disclaimer before the podcast for those who missed the live show. Uh, this episode, we discuss some fairly big spoilers for The Mandalorian Season 1 and the Spider-Man PS4 game. So if you are okay with that, then uh, let's get right to it. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Day Podcast, where we turn your weekday into a geek day. I am one of your hosts, Robert Bihirina, and with me today, we have the dark soul, Mr. Dan Gomez. Dan, how you doing, dog? Well, I'm back from the void. Uh, I was kind of stuck in the Nexus for a while, uh, but no, I was actually moving into my new apartment, as you can see. Uh, I've been busy with that, but I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Rob? Dude, I am living... I was going to say living the dream, and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> too much. Not the dream. Yeah, too much. I'm too much. just yeah, living. Bare minimum. You can't be too optimistic. <laughs> you know, you got, you got to set the bar somewhere, you know? Uh, but dude, I, like Nat was saying before, like, we went live. It looks awesome back there. It looks I know, so like, good. Before, you showed us the entire, like, shelf of, like, all of your Transformers. I don't know if you want to show the... Uh, the, uh, the audience well, right now. Well, I wish but, you, you had know. told me that that was Dan's like, be a hold thing on, you, you just put Dude, me I gotta, on the spot. I gotta keep you on your toes. Okay. I gotta keep you on your toes, Dan. All right. Oh, you're gonna change your lighting and everything, too. Yeah, huh? we're gonna change the lighting and everything. There you go. There I love that, Dan. Look at that. <clears throat> Look at that big boy up top. I yeah, know. That, that, that big boy's two feet tall. Jeez. Oh yeah. he's, he's pretty big. That's like the height of Nat. That's crazy. Hold on. Oh, right. Wait a second. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of Nat, we have Miss Popceptive herself, Miss Natalie Ibarra. Nat, how you doing? Good. I'm doing pretty well. I've been living as well. <laughs> Nobody's living the dream yet. Uh, not yet. Not, not quite yet. yet. Uh, yeah. And then last, but certainly not least, we have Nat's better half, Mr. Hello. Nick. I, is Nick it just Dan. take Nick shots at Natalie did? Because <laughs> <laughs> can I breathe, please? Oh man, <laughs> you're, you're you're fine. We're do it's it's chill. It's like we're just you know joshing around. Just friendly shots, jabs. You know? just, just friendly. Yeah, little jab jabs. Friendly jabs between the boys. Yeah. I would like to say that sometimes Natalie does is very uh, is very mean to me, but you know it's okay. It's <laughs> Never. <laughs> this isn't time uh, for an intervention. I'm I know, I know. Surprised. Live on the podcast, it's fine. It's fine. Everyone go send hate at Nat, Nat's way. But it's no, no, send um, love so, to me, please. Send love, please. Uh, uh, v Trig uh, asks, "Did y'all match on purpose?" I asked the very same question. Wow, uh, it, is very it was cute. not planned. It was not. Planned. It was not planned. But yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. Who changed so, right before the show? Ooh. I did. You're right. I, I did. <laughs> I he was, was wearing, wearing the, the same, same outfit. He was wearing the same <laughs> unwashed. I was wearing the same outfit, and I was like, "This <laughs> looks really familiar." Let me change it real quick. <laughs> um, but you know, now that we've all been acquainted and yelled at each other for some reason, I love you guys. Please don't yell at me. Uh, I want to ask, what have y'all guys been watching lately? Dan, I want to start with you, man. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? I know besides moving in and stuff like that. I was gonna, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna respond with a very uh, smart response. I was gonna say, yeah, I've been watching my apartment slowly turn into something <laughs> livable. Um, <laughs> no, so I've been keeping up with. Well, I was behind, but I caught up today a little bit on Lovecraft Country. Great show on HBO Max. I highly recommend anybody who's a horror fan or just mystery adventure definitely check it out. Great actors, really compelling story. I have no idea where it's going, but it's really cool. 
But another thing that I did watch, I watched the first episode also on HBO Max. Not a sponsor yet. Um, please sponsor us. Please, please. Um, what's it called? Uh, Raised by Wolves, which Ooh, is... Ooh, I have seen the uh, title card oh, for that. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Ridley Scott, and I only saw the first episode of it, and I was like, hmm, Ridley Scott's known for doing some pretty out there Ooh, stuff. stuff. Let's, yeah. let's, let's see what he's got in store for us. And I gotta say, it... It was it's pretty, pretty weird. Oh. It's pretty it's pretty weird, but it's also I want to see what happens next because it was one of those where it establishes a very vague premise and there's conflict at the very end that you're like, "Whoa, I didn't think this I didn't think that this person could do this." And then it's just like this m- massive bloodbath and you're like, "Whoa, what is going on? Where is this going?" You know, just Ridley Scott's got such a mind, man, and his really weird white bleeding um, androids make a, a an appearance. So any fans of the Alien series, they yeah. they know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it's a, it's pretty interesting. I've been hearing a lot about that, and I I didn't even know that it like premiered already. Was it like is it are they doing the buy? I mean the the weekly thing where they released one every week? I'm or? pretty sure that's what they're doing, but I think they're already up to like five or six episodes. Oh wow! Oh damn! I didn't Jeez. realize yeah, okay. it was I out. I gotta that catch long. up. Yeah, yeah. Nat, what about you? What you what you been watching? What you been doing? Well, like I said last week, I am still trying to. Um, focus on watching horror-related shows and movies. And so this week, I decided to... I watched The Poltergeist, of course. Classic. Classic film. Mm. Um, I I rewatched The Poltergeist. And I also watched something new. It's called Host. It's a movie on Shudder. I believe it's a Shudder original. For those of you guys who aren't familiar, Shudder is the, uh, an app that really streams just horror-related content. And so, also not sponsored. Shudder, if you want to sponsor us, please sponsor us. But um, it was one of the first horror movies that kind of took place during COVID. And so... It came out, I think, last month or maybe like a month and a half ago. And it takes place um, with these people who, you know, are in COVID. And so they're in quarantine. It's during the time that everybody was in quarantine and lockdown and stuff. And so they're having this voice chat and they have somebody come into the voice chat and they do a seance. And so um, paranormal stuff starts happening. So I was very... I don't like found footage horror. That is my least favorite genre. I don't think it's good. I don't like, um, like, I just don't like that style of filming. So I was very leery of what we were kind of weary of what we were going to kind of watch. And um, it, I really liked it mainly because because they were in quarantine and in lockdown and stuff. Um, the actors themselves had to learn how to do special effects because um, they had to do their own special effects. They had to learn how to do stunts because they had to do their own stunts. The producer and director had to direct them um, using like Zoom and FaceTime and stuff because obviously they can't work together. And so with taking in all 
all of that into account, I thought it was really, like, pretty good. I mean, it's not the best horror movie I've ever seen, but I just thought it was really interesting to see the actors try to, um, you know, do these stunts that you would normally see in these horror movies um, all on their own. And I think the special effects were pretty cool. I think that their stunts were pretty good, um, considering the circumstances. So I, I recommend watching it, but go in blind. Don't watch the trailer and really remember that they're doing most of it on their own so <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's really cool did you see yeah. that did you see that article that uh it actually just came out today about uh denny Villeneuve when uh you know because he's doing dune and like they're finishing a production right now during covid um during that last uh trailer you know how they had that that queen that uh that uh, pink floyd song in the background uh that was all done over uh zoom um, like I was like, it's like fifty something people that he met. Like they, he conducted over Zoom, and like that. I was like, that is absolutely crazy. crazy. It's insane uh, to see like how people are adapting to it and still trying to produce this content. While I mean, all the like hoops they have to jump through, it really like adds another layer of appreciation to the project. I think. Yeah, which is why absolutely. everybody should be appreciating us. Yeah, because we do this, so <laughs> yeah. you don't have to. <laughs> Exactly. We talk about our uh, our opinions, so you don't have to. Yeah, we uh, speak your <laughs> opinions for you. Exactly. You say it in the chat, we say it right back to you. Uh, <laughs> last, well, not last, second to last, because I'm going to go last for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what you been watching? I don't know if it's like the whole thing, like you don't watch unless Nat watches or whatever. But, no, like, no. <laughs> so I have been, anytime we have been hanging out... Um, you know, in between, I, I work a lot, uh, so anytime I have been able to come over, I have been joining her for some of her scary movie watches, and so I was able to watch that new movie with her, the the host movie, and it was pretty interesting. I, myself, am much more critical of movies, or so other people say, so I, I had some different points of view on the movie compared to Natalie, but I had to agree that taking into consideration that they, they did do their own stunts and whatnot and their own special effects, I, I had to say I was a little bit impressed um, by some of the stuff that they were able to pull off, um, just given the, the circumstances and whatnot. But uh, it, I think I agree with her with the, the found footage movies and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not so keen on. Um, there was a couple moments where it was a little shaky, like on the cameras and stuff, and I was just like, uh, I, like I don't get motion sickness, but I'm just like, oh man, if... If anybody with motion uh, yeah, we started this, the they, movie they might have a little was... bit of trouble in some of the parts. But um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. And then uh, the other thing that we've been trying to watch, I haven't really gotten around to all the newest episodes, but we've been watching The Boys as well. And uh, really been enjoying that one. We had finished season one a little while back. And um, it's just like, it's, it's good, but at the same time, you hate it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very grimy TV show. Absolutely. Like, you yeah. feel bad watching it, but like, at the same time, you just keep watching it. It's really, yeah. it's yeah. like watching it really, a crashing train, like a train wreck, and you're just like, <laughs> just keep no, watching. Stop. You're just like, oh, oh, yeah, God, just keep, just keeps going. It, it really, it really makes me crave a nice cold glass of milk. You know what I'm saying? Oh my! God. <laughs> no That's spoilers. Good. That's good. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. <clears throat> no spoilers. <clears throat> God, that show is so good. That was not the same. Fantastic. Like, what I've been watching, I watched the the fourth episode of The Boys. Uh, I'm not, we're not going to talk about it because uh, Nat and Nick are not caught up. And also, we don't want to spoil it for the people that are waiting for all of them to come out. Yep. Uh, but, wow. Wow. It's like, it's... the fir Like I said last week, the first two episodes I wasn't really too keen on. The third episode, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then this last episode, it's super... It's a very slow episode. Uh, because a bunch of people, like, start to pair off and stuff like that. 
Uh, and I don't like what they're doing with one of the characters. Um, I think I can say which one. I don't really like what they're doing with Frenchie. Um, mm. But uh, I'm very excited to see where it goes because they dropped a huge bomb uh, on, some, on like one thing and they kind of really didn't talk about it. They dropped the bomb and were like, all right, see ya, and then just kind of dipped. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what goes on with that. Uh, but the last thing that I did this week, I finally did it. I beat Yakuza Kiwami. I'm going to keep talking about the Yakuza game every <laughs> uh, because I am in love with these video games so like just so much. Yakuza 0 is like a, a prequel to all the Yakuza games or whatever. You, you meet the main character, Kiru, when he's uh, 20 and like kind of like sets, up, sets up the first game. And the second game is basically about, um, or the, uh, technically the first game, it's like a remake of it. Um, it it's, it's weird. So it's uh, basically uh, Kiru takes the fall for one of his friends uh, who has committed a murder. So he goes to jail. And then when he comes back, the world is different. It's been 10 years. So he gets out and, you know, like it, the first game takes place in the 80s and this one takes place in 95. So like there's cell phones and like there's like all this different technology. So he's getting like used to it. Uh, but like he's finding out like, oh, hey, like all my friends are completely like either gone or completely different. And he finds out that he has to go. Um, how do I say it? He has to go like save this little girl, basically. And so you get to know this little girl and you get to know him a little bit more and how he is as like a father figure, but he's like ex Yakuza. So he's kind of like dealing with the demons of Yakuza and then like also like all oh, this little girl is like adorable. So um, I finished it, I rolled credits and I, I actually, I did cry for this game. Um, and I was like, wow. The first game I was like, man, this is sad or whatever. Like I was like, this is like, it's a really good game. But like the ending of this game, I was like, Oh my god, like it wasn't like oh like bawling or whatever, but like you know, tears came out of my eyes and I was just like, Man, one, this is just so one just a single tear. Just one single tear and I was like, get back. He's a single tear. Can we get an F in the chat for Rob, yeah. please? Yeah. Please, yeah. Single F tear. in the chat for uh for my crying. Uh but that's what I did this week. And now I'm working on the one hundred percent before I uh I start on Kiwami two, which is a remake of two, uh Yakuza two. So uh please Xbox, Microsoft, make a deal with uh, with Sony or whoever owns the Yakuza series, because I need the rest of the game. <laughs> I don't want to buy a PlayStation to play the rest of these games. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, but we have a Speaking lot of PlayStation Speaking of PlayStation. News. Yeah. We have a lot of PlayStation news that we're going to be talking about in a bit. Uh, but first, I want to say, sorry, there is no uh, Geek Day Civil War. I'm dumb, and I forgot. Uh, so, <laughs> but this is also very good, because we have so much to talk about this week. Uh, one of the things we're really going to be talking about is the uh, PlayStation presentation that actually happened earlier today. But before we get to that, we're going to get to all the movie and TV news that I know y'all guys really, really do want. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is that the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer has dropped. It dropped a couple of days ago, and this is from an article uh, called Baby Yoda is Back in the Mandalorian trailer by Julia Alexander from The Verge. So thank you, Julia Alexander, for letting us borrow this. <clears throat> it reads thus. Disney has debuted the first look at the, Mandal the Mandalorian's second season just days after announcing the show will return on October 30th. The trailer seems to pick up where the first season of The Mandalorian left off with The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, or 
the child, traveling across the galaxy. A voiceover ominously talks about stories of uh, Eon's past, describing great battles between the Mandalorians and an order of sorcerers known as Jedi. So, uh, did y'all guys all get a chance to uh, re- uh, to watch this trailer? I don't know if y'all guys did or not. I did, yeah. Um, I want to know what y'all guys' reactions were, because I feel like mine's like completely different from everyone's. Uh, but uh, I want to start with Nick, because Nick, I know, is a huge Star Wars fan. All right. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Nick, first off, what was your impressions of the first season of The Mandalorian? Did you, like, enjoy The Mandalorian? I enjoyed it, and I, I thought there were definitely, I think I would agree with my family. My family had noticed first, and then I, I realized later, um, like, some episodes were better than others. And I realized it was because they had different directors for some of the episodes, so it made a lot more sense yep. at that point. Um, some of the episodes were like slower paced than others, um, but as far as like the action in a lot of them, the characters themselves and a lot, I've really been enjoying it. And I think what it, what's nice about it is it, it almost feels like a, a fresh Star Wars story. Um, I, I feel like a lot of Star Wars uh, material and stuff gets recycled a bunch, and I feel like the Mandalorians are a less touched on subject. Um, they're definitely mentioned a lot and whatnot. But um, I feel like it's less touched on, and so to, to have like a new Mandalorian character that we don't know, who's not the iconic Boba Fett or Jango Fett, has been really just a really nice uh, refresh for Star Wars and whatnot. And it's nice in the series, too. So um, it's been fun, I think. There's a lot of great jokes and comedy. I love all the memes surrounding Baby Yoda and everything. They're really great. Um, I quote almost on a daily basis to my mom, this is the way. And it's just great. I love it. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the the series itself has presented a lot of awesome stuff for the the Star Wars community and fans. Um, watching the second season trailer has me excited to see um, you know where they take things. Um, I was talking to Natalie about like Baby Yoda and not, whatnot. I I still don't know what exactly they're gonna do with the child and whatnot. Um, but I, I did say you know. Um, what, what I'm noticing is the trend, as I'm sure everyone is, is that like he's growing closer and closer to this kid, and that by the point, at some point in the series, if he does find, you know, the home world of this kid, or he finds out where he's going to drop the kid off, I almost wonder if he will actually do it, if he'll actually be able to, you know, split ways with the kid. Um, so that'll, mm. that'll be something to look forward in the future. But um, as far as the new characters, I know that we, we've been hearing about some of the characters that might show up, like uh, Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano. Um, which yeah, is I actually have a list right really here exciting. that I want to read real yeah. quick. Go for it. Uh, that, so in March, it was reported that Aliens actor Michael Bine will, uh, would be joining the cast as a bounty hunter from Mando's past. Uh, Katie Sackhoff uh, from Battlestar Galactica, uh, Battlestar Galactica, God, I can't talk, um, will also appear, but they're rumoring her as Bo-Katan. If you've seen uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, you'll know a lot about her. Um, And then uh, Justified star Timothy Oliphant uh, has uh, also been uh, cast in a top secret role, and uh, so is the guy that played uh, Boba Fett. Uh, and then rumor has it that Sin City's Rosario Dawson is bringing another fan favorite character back to the screens, ex-Jedi Ahsoka Tano, which is Anakin Skywalker's former apprentice. If you have not watched The Clone Wars yet, please go watch The Clone Wars. It is fantastic. Natalie, I'm talking to you. Please go <laughs> watch Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> I've tried for so long. I'll um, still try. So, so, Dan, I know as another huge Star Wars fan, uh, how do you feel about this, man? Like, uh, I know, like, me and you have kind of went back and forth about, like, predictions of, like, what we think is going to happen on multiple different things. But I really want to know, how did you feel about, um, well, one, season one of Mandalorian and also this trailer? 
I think uh, Nick kind of summarized a lot of the same uh, viewpoints that I have about the first season. You know, mo- some episodes are better than others. I think we all know the, the slowest episode. Um, that was kind of a rehash of the was the Seventh Samurai, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Which they also did in the Clone Wars. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching that episode of The Mandalorian, I'm like, I've seen this, they this already. <laughs> I've seen this somewhere with similar <laughs> characters. Seen multiple times. Yeah. Um, but it was a great show overall, you know. It really touched on a lot of things that even the original canon hadn't touched on um, a whole lot. Like, I don't think there really was ever a lot of lore surrounding the species that Yoda is, which we don't even know what the species is called. And that that itself is an aspect that I'm very intrigued by, is they're touching on this thing that's been around since basically the original trilogy, and we're finally going to know more about it. We're finally going to delve a little bit deeper, I hope, into this this mysterious race that you know we've only ever seen Yoda and then you know in the prequels Yaddle or whatever that other yeah that other one was the female Yoda yeah and then watching you know watching the trailer for season two I am excited but I'm a little bit nervous that it's going to rely too much on previous knowledge of the grander story of star wars namely like the clone wars which as a huge star wars fan that's awesome because i love to see how these things interconnect how they're going to draw this character from this specific part of the clone wars or some other book or whatever and bring it into like a mainstream uh telling of a star wars story i'm excited about that but as people who you know people like nat or people like my girlfriend mickey who aren't really interested in taking the time to watch rebels or clone wars read the books they don't know who these characters are and therefore all attachment to those new characters who may appear, it's going to be lost on them. You know, it, let's say Ahsoka does come out in the Mandalorian. Let's say she is like the, the sorcerer, the, the enemy sorcerer who's trying to take the child away. They're going to be like, well, what's this orange lady trying to take the, the baby away for when as a star Wars fan, you'll know, Oh, she's trying to help him. There's something really big going on here. If Ahsoka's in the show trying to help him, but, you know, like exactly. I said, that it's going to get lost on certain people who don't know who these characters are. Um, so I have mixed feelings about it. As a huge Star Wars fan, I'm excited. But in terms of how well I think it's going to be widely received by the grander audience, I don't know. Because, if I could just say one more thing, I loved the ending of the last season. So the very last shot is Moff Gideon exiting his crash TIE fighter with the Darksaber, which... You know, as Star Wars fans know, that was the lightsaber crafted by the very first Mandalorian Jedi. And it's been passed down by the uh, the Vizsla clan. And, you know, that's a huge part in the Clone Wars. You know, it's it's owned by Pre-Vizsla, who's then killed by Darth Maul. Then Darth Maul has the Darksaber, and then he loses it in a battle with Darth Sidious. And then um, Bo-Katan has it, and then she passes it to Sabine. Sabine, yeah. yes, in the in Rebels, and so now it's like after this lineage of, you know, bloodshed and getting passed down from a Mandalorian to a Sith Lord and all this and that, and now it's in the hands of the Empire with this specific specific moth. It's like, whoa! How did how did he come yeah, to obtain? What happened in between there? Yeah, like, because it's, be... it's it's like, whoa! He owns one of the rarest pieces of Mandalorian history in his hand and he can kill people with it. Like how the heck did he get it? So I'm excited to, to see all that stuff, but 
again, people who see that are just like, whoa, whoa, it's a black lightsaber. They don't know the history behind it. And, the history behind it, yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's just what I'm nervous about is that they're going to dive too deep into deep lore and it, it's just going to get lost on some people. Uh, lastly, as someone that's not so familiar, I guess, with the Star Wars lore, um, like just feelings-wise, did you feel like, oh, like this looks cool, like, like this will draw your attention to it? Or is this kind of like, a, eh, I'll pass, or like I'll watch it with Nick, but I won't really pay attention to it. <laughs> like how do, you, yeah, how, do you, how do you, like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm excited. I, when we watched the first season together, one of the things that I really liked about it, and I don't know, I, I think you guys might feel similarly to me, is that um, I feel like season one did a really good job in kind of keeping it like pretty, um, like the average moviegoer or viewer would be able to follow along with the story and <laughs> be able to kind of comprehend what's going on. And I think it was really great because it allowed a whole bunch of new people to kind of come in and really enjoy the series still i now that you're mentioning dan like this like apprehension now i feel apprehension towards the oh, second season <laughs> but from the trailer i was pretty second excited hand apprehension. yeah second i have a case of secondhand apprehension right now um but i'm pretty excited i know that also uh soka tano she's been gunning for that role for a while now hasn't she uh Rosario Dawson yeah I believe so yeah so I feel like it's super exciting because I remember seeing somebody had done um like a fan art of her as as Ahsoka Tano like oh I don't even remember when I saw it a while back and I remember her being like saying she was like super excited and she wanted something like this to happen and so now it's like actually happening and I think that's super cool I'm I'm excited for that I think she's the perfect casting for that oh, yeah. I think she looks like the perfect fit for an adult Ahsoka Tano. I think it's it's great. Um, and she's a fantastic actress. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, she's um, awesome. Great. So, but yeah. I think uh, so. I, after hearing what Nat had to say, I think that there is a chance that maybe you know if they do dive into deeper lore, maybe some people will have the reaction that they want to learn more about the the, uh, the Star Wars universe, like the stuff that's out there that they haven't seen yet. If this next season of the Mandalorian does hit pretty big like the first one. So I guess, you know, it's a toss up between the two. I don't know. I'm like, I, I tweeted out something like a couple of days ago when uh, some other news that I kind of just want to throw in there. They announced, um, well, there's, it's a rumored Mace Windu series for Disney plus. Um, I tweeted out that I am tired <clears throat> of Star Wars. Like it's like, and it's not like I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You know, I have like the original VHS special editions right here next to me. I have like toys from like the 1980s that like my dad handed down to me and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but at this point, it's kind of just like they don't know what they want to do with the property. And I kind of feel like they're just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Because, I mean, what do we have going on right now? We have we have a new uh, what, Clone Wars like show or whatever. It can be in the same the Bad Batch. We have Mandalorian season two. We have Kenobi uh, I believe we have another live action series. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, what I'm trying to call. I had seen a few series uh, and, and movies coming up. Exactly, and then uh, the you know, Cassian Andor uh, series. That's what it is. The Cassian Andor series. That's what it is. And then now, like a possible Mace Windu series. It. I I want something that's completely fresh, and you know, like that has nothing to do with the current like. I don't know. It just sounds it sounds weird when I say it. it's like I want something set in the Star Wars universe, but like 
away from, you know, the Skywalker saga. I want what they're doing with the comics. You know, I want like them to go to completely either in the future or completely in the past. And I want some a brand new story like that. Because I just feel like the first season of The Mandalorian, to me, was very boring. Uh, it was, I was like, man, this is crazy. I enjoyed maybe three episodes, possibly three, like the last two. And then the one that um, Bill Burr is in. I really enjoyed that episode. Um, and I just, uh, it's cool that they're having all these different characters, stuff like that. But how long are they going to be on screen? You know, we had like promises of, hey, Taika Waititi is going to be in the show. Oh, he's on screen for 15 minutes total or whatever. Or, you know, we get uh, the, that, that wrestler lady, uh, I forgot what, Gina something, uh, who is the other, like, bounty hunter that they, yeah, you know, y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. That, uh, and she's on there for, like, an episode, and then, like, oh, here's a little cameo at the end. Uh, I, I want, if these characters are going to come in here, I don't want them to just be cameos. You know, kind of like that passing glance in, like, Rogue One, where it's those two guys from... Um, a new hope that we're in the bar, you know, I don't, I don't want just to see them pass by or like, Hey, I'm here to help for now. Okay. I'll see you later. I don't want an anthology kind of like what the first one felt like. I want a dedicated storyline. I want, Hey, they're going to here because of this happened here. Then they're because of this happened here rather than like, Oh, Hey, Mando's going on a heist just cause he's here. Or, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to help start this rebellion here because I'm here. I want a reason for them to be there. Um, someone in the chat said, what is y'all's opinion on all the side story movies? Do you like them or not? I think we've talked about this before. Uh, um, they're all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, I enjoy Rogue One. Uh, Solo was funny. I, like, I enjoyed Solo. I wouldn't say it's like a, a great movie, but it's, it's, a, it's a good popcorn movie to just hang out or whatever. I don't know. Nat, Dan? I really liked... Rogue One. I think Rogue One was really good. I think, I don't know if you're also talking about, like, all the upcoming movies maybe, also, like, that they're like, saying they're gonna do, but I I don't know. I feel like, I know you were asking, like, is it is it too much Star Wars? And I feel like it kind of is, only because I feel they're constantly popping out projects that there's kind of this ingenuine sense in all of them that's just like oh they're literally just kind of trying like you said like trying to see what sticks and I think that one thing that people liked a lot about the original what made the original ones so special was that there was this kind of time gaps between them that like you would be able to kind of really sit sit on them really dissect them really kind of just um take them in and now it's just like a continuous stream, I feel. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'll, try, <laughs> I'll try not to go too far into, into all this. But um, yeah, I don't know. My, my, I had the same mixed opinions as Robert, at least with, when it came to Mace Windu. And I, th I think it's... I agree with you all. I, I don't know that it's necessarily a matter of uh, too much Star Wars. I think it's just not the right star wars that we need um like a kenobi series it's a beloved character by the entire fan base so that that kind of that's fine you know uh mandalorian it's an unknown mandalorian at least and it's clone wars which is a popular era that's fine you know what i mean but then all of a sudden we've got like mace windu and i feel like that just kind of misses um i feel like it's, it's a similar situation to the solo movie i myself wasn't a huge fan of the solo movie 
I love Han Solo as a character. I think he's amazing. I think he's great. But I just felt like his movie really didn't do his character justice. Um, I feel like it just didn't really... It wasn't the greatest of movies um, or stories um, for his character and whatnot. Um, and I, I think it would be the same in a series for Mace Windu. I think he's an awesome character. He's a really cool dude. Like, really awesome Jedi. He was the first Jedi with a purple lightsaber, so everyone lost their minds when we first saw that. And I just, I don't know exactly, I don't know if they, like, talk about his backstory in any of the books or anything. I've never read any of the books, but, like, I just don't know that it would be all that interesting in a, in a televised series. Um, I, I feel, I kind of agree with uh, Robert in the fact that I feel like they're, they're really missing out in the capacity that, they, you know, they have so much lore in, like, the future of Star Wars, like, way past the Skywalker era, and also in the past, like, the Old Republic. Like, I go back and watch YouTube videos of the cinematics for, like, the Old Republic video games, and, like, some of the wars going on or whatever, the lightsaber battles, and it just makes me sad that, like, they didn't capture some of that within, like, the clone... Like, there was a couple of cool lightsaber scenes, obviously, and, like, iconic ones, but, like, nothing to the degree that they capture, like, in these old cinematics and stuff. So it's just, like, I feel like they're sitting on a gold mine. They, there's a lot of other fresh ideas that they could cover that, um... One, I think a lot of, like, deep Star Wars enthusiasts would, like, love to see. And also, people who are new, I mean, would also be interested because it's, it's a new story that um, everyone can get into. It's not something where you have to have that pre-required knowledge or some of that, you know, backstory to know um, going into a series or movie. I don't know. I'll stop well right said. there. Well I'll said. Stop Very right well there. said. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll can't nerd out too mine. much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and like uh, you know, I can agree with you. Like you're saying that, like um, yeah, it's 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 too much, but also not not what we need, not what we want, or yeah. whatever. You know, not enough original stories. It's just more what I'm more looking forward into. Uh, but uh, speaking of stories that we do know, our second topic that we have today is something that I know as Dan very excited. Uh, it's gonna be that we now have our Kang the Conqueror. So this is the the villain that's kind of been rumored to be kind of the next big thing in the Marvel universe uh, to kind of uh, make up the consequences of time traveling because uh, you know King doesn't like that. So we have jo Jonathan Mathers from Lovecraft Lovecraft County. I don't know if it's county or country, but it's uh, one of those two. Country, country, country? yeah, uh, uh, Lovecraft Country and Last Black Man in San Francisco has been count uh, has been casted as King of the Conqueror. Wow, say that three times fast. Cassidy is King of the Conqueror. Cassidy is King of the Conqueror. Anyways, uh, as for <laughs> the new Ant-Man 3. Sorry, can't, God, I can't even say it. Cassidy is King of the Conqueror. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, how do you... Dan, for sure, I know I want to throw this directly to you. Because before, I, we, we kind of talked about it before the podcast. Uh, but I want everyone else to kind of hear how excited you are. So, how do you feel about this casting? So, it's like one of those things where... You feel that sort of like joy where you've, you've read some of the source material that they're probably going to base this off of and you think, whoa, they can go in any direction with this because the movies have already deviated so far from the books. And so at this point, if they're going to try to adapt what they've done into the books to this new universe that they've created, it's just going to be so cool. And the reason that I'm so excited about um, Kang is because... I always, I've been thinking since, since Endgame, since the very end of the last 10 years of Marvel, I was thinking, okay, who's the next big bad going to be? Who's going to be the Thanos 10 years from now in 2030? 
um, or 2029, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I think everybody's first guess would be, oh, it's going to be Galactus. He's literally a big bad. But I was like, that's too easy. I feel like that's such an easy answer. It's got to be something more complex than that. It's got to be either Kang the Conqueror or it's got to be Doctor Doom. Because Kang the... I want Doctor Doom I so bad. Doctor I want Doctor Doom <laughs> so bad. Um, because Kang the Conqueror is a time traveler. He's a descendant of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, from the future, who uses time travel and goes back to different periods of time, branching off the time periods like into their own universes and basically becoming like the conqueror of that branched off timeline. And that's, that's just what he does. He's, he's that type of person. And he has an incredibly high IQ. And I'm pretty sure he has like some kind of telepathic powers or something. Um, and I think that this is, is perfect. Um, because he's being cast as the main villain in Ant-Man three, I don't think he's going to be the big bad. Um, if anybody has ever read the original Infinity War comic, not Infinity Gauntlet, which is what Infinity War and Endgame were based off of, Infinity War was a much more, like, just all over the place, super dense comic book that followed Thanos getting the Infinity Gauntlet, wiping out half of humanity. And it's this really weird story where Adam Warlock's future self, the Magus, who's evil, uses time travel... Uh, captures the, a Thanos from the past and has him as his slave and basically tries to create his own universe with his henchman Thanos and Kang and Doctor Doom are working together aside from the Avengers to stop that because they're like, no, only one of us is going to be the conqueror of the universe because only like one of Spider-Man us is smart enough to do that. Like. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. So they're not, they're not good guys in the comic book, but they're like, okay, we're not going to let this random guy take over the universe. It's either going to be me or it's going to be you, and definitely not the Avengers. So I don't think they'll do something as weird and complex as that, but we've got Adam Warlock coming. Doom has to mm. be coming. You know the Fantastic Four is in the works, so maybe they're going to do an interpretation of that, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to throw this in there that, you know, it, this was released maybe like two days ago. I really don't remember. But that WandaVision is still scheduled to uh, premiere this That's year. That's crazy. Yeah. I so didn't realize it was going to yeah, premiere so this year. Yeah, so, you know, they've rumored that WandaVision's going to start talking a little bit more about the multiverse and that it was that this show was supposed to end the week of uh, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is now being directed by Sam Raimi, who has directed, who directed the first three Spider-Man movies. Um, so do you think that this, like, Ant-Man 3, WandaVision, and the Multiverse of Madness is really going to start to open up that realm to the multiverse? Or do you think they're still going to start very small and not open it up until, like, Doctor Strange? Because, like, I'm hoping that, like, it starts opening up this, uni- like, this universe, and I, like, I kind of put it into our notes. Maybe the Fantastic Four is the Avengers of another multiverse, you know, like, and that's, they kind of, like, mixed together like oh hey like what is going on over here oh cool you're the avengers well we're the fantastic four we take care of earth in this in this universe so i thought that might be super dumb of what i'm saying or you know maybe like whatever they're going to do with all of these characters but um do y'all feel like this is the opening to the multiverse or how do y'all feel i feel like that definitely has to be it um i'll let you go now because i feel like i already (laughs) went on for a bit there 
Um, I I agree. No, I think this is the start of the cosmic, uh, like multiverse era of Marvel. I know that we the last ten years, um, at least I feel like was very in in this world in this universe, and so I think that they're now transitioning, like you said, with um, multiverse of madness with WandaVision. Um, we're definitely transitioning into the larger multiverse, into the cosmic realm. And so I feel okay. like um, <laughs> Dracula. Um, he said it's my time. Yeah, yeah. it's like my, my turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that it, I would love to see something like that. I would love to see, I'm, I would love to see like Dr. Doom and like eventually see, um, it would be my dream if they could do like the battle world secret wars type of deal. I feel like that would be amazing. Also, we would be oh, to see to... secret wars on the big screen would be like, awesome. be so awesome. Like, let's just do it. Let's just Marvel, please. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. Kevin Feige, please call Daddy us. Kevin Feige, please. <laughs> now it's my turn to have a daddy. Clip it. Someone clip it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I definitely like the direction that they're they're headed to. I think that um, it holds a lot of potential, and I think if done correctly, it it'll be very exciting. I, they can easily, like you said, get lost in. Um, some of the characters are pretty dense and stuff, like you were talking about. Um, but if they if done correctly, I think it'll be something different, and I think that's what we need right now. So, I, I just this is a quick question that I just kind of feel. How do y'all feel about Sam Raimi directing Multiverse of Madness? Not a fan. <laughs> I'm. They originally had I, a horror director working on that, and they fired him. Yeah. So yeah, Scott Derrickson. That's who it was. Okay, yeah. I can look it up. Yeah. I, I, I love Scott Derrickson. That man knows Doctor Strange, and he knows horror. And I think that he had a really great script um, in store for the Multiverse of Madness, but I'm almost willing to bet money that they thought, no, this is too... It was too crazy. It was too crazy, or it was too scary, or too bloody, or something. He, he probably really wanted to give us an awesome, like, scary Marvel movie, but they probably said, no, this is too much. And he said, well... You know, that's the that's the vision I had in mind, and I can't I can't sway. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting choice to bring back Sam Raimi for a Marvel movie. I I'm interested to see what he is going to bring. I still really want to see the movie, but I'm not as excited for it as I was initially. I'm gonna look up the last movie that Sam Raimi directed because honestly, I have no yeah, idea. I have no idea. Uh, but while I do that, what about you, Nat? How do you feel? Um, like I said, it, I'm not. <sighs> I'm not excited only because I was so excited when I heard, um, what was the name that you just talked about right now? Scott Derrickson. I, when I heard Scott Derrickson was working on the project, I was really excited because of his credits. And I was super excited that when they first announced this movie, they were kind of promising us this kind of darker feeling um, Marvel project something that we've never seen before something you know like uh darker and like almost horror like and so i was so excited i love horror i love anything scary and so i think that i felt so kind of disappointed when they were trying to do the same thing with new mutants and they were like this is gonna be the first horror movie all this stuff and it just kind of fell for on the horror aspect flat for me and so i was so excited in the beginning and then they fired him and then they hired um Raimi and I just 
I, I mean, I'm still excited to see the potential of where it goes, opening up new avenues into the Marvel Universe, but I'm not as excited as I was in the beginning. I have the results of the last thing that Sam Raimi has directed. Spider-Man. Okay, so... No, <laughs> I thought so, because I was, like, scrolling, and all I saw was produce, 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 and I was like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, but no, the last thing that he directed was um, Ash versus the D- Evil Dead TV series. I did not watch uh, that. Oh, and then, okay. Yeah. So, and then before that, he did Ash versus the Evil Dead, Aunt Linda's Bake Off, uh, which is a little short story. Then he did, then the last actual motion picture he did was Evil Dead, and that was in 2013. So this is, it's okay. been a major departure from him directing. So that's what, seven years? He's done an actual motion picture. Uh, and then I guess two years from television. So Nick, does that like make you more confident? Does that make you waver a little bit more? How do you really feel? Uh, I think it makes you question, you know, you're, I would be on the fence. I would be like, you know, seven years is a lot of time. So maybe he took that time and, you know, obviously cinema has changed a lot over the years. So, I mean, maybe there are some tricks and other things that he's learned along the way that can easily help him, you know, make some movies that might not, uh, might not, uh, tie as closely to some of the older ones that we, we know, uh, more closely. But, um, yeah, at the same time, I mean, it's a long time for somebody to not be directing and not be directing, not only not be directing, but not be directing motion picture, like large screen movies, you know, um, to go from that and start making series. T- I feel like TV series and movies are just so different, you know, so to, to kind of jump back and forth, I wonder if it will work like, um, in his favor, you know, or if it will be kind of a detriment, you know, just be kind of a work against him. Another thing that I'm seeing here is Oz the Great and the Powerful. Uh, that's uh, the one with... Uh, yeah. Mila, didn't Mila Kunis come out in yeah. that one? Yeah, Mila Kunis. Yeah. That's the one. She, where I she's the that. Wicked Witch. Um, and what, uh, what's his name? Um, he's Harry Osborn. Franco. Franco. James Franco. Franco. James Franco. Franco. Yeah, uh, he's, the, he's the wizard. Yeah. I... That one was all right. It was, it was okay. Yeah, I've seen Wicked, yeah. so I mean nothing's gonna compare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing's <laughs> gonna compare. Uh, Sorry, uh, nothing's gonna bring Wicked down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right? Am I right? <laughs> hey. All right. I don't get that. <laughs> right. That's a musical reference. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Uh, Someone it's, said it's, Ash it's versus Evil Dead was a good one. I never watched that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have browsing images saying that he 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 uh, f's with Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV show. Um, I've heard actually nothing but good things about that, but I'm just afraid that the, the campiness of his directorial, like how he directs. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, uh, if it's going to be campy for like a supposed horror movie, I don't know if he's throwing out the complete script or whatever. I hope it's not going to be like a copy and paste that we had for the first, uh, Dr. Strange. Cause I mean, it's a good movie, but I don't think they're, I don't think it was the, it was a good introduction movie, and I want something to just, like, completely change Doctor Strange, because the Doctor Strange that we've seen in the past couple of movies has been awesome. Very, uh, very, what, tactful. Very, like, okay, we got to do this, 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 and this. We're, no BS. We're doing it now. It's like that. And I think he deserves... I would love to see that character be thrown into a world of just unknowns. Uh, so, yeah, you know... Um, do we have any final thoughts for the story before we jump into the real big, meaty, juicy story of the uh, the night? Rehire Scott yeah. Derrickson, you cowards. 
Marvel, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag rehire Scott Derrickson. Hashtag Scott Derrickson direct a uh, They Live reboot. Please make sure to add all those. Please, it's hashtag Scott Derrickson. Uh, he direct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just all that in. Really long hashtags. All those, all all those 240 characters. But make sure to capitalize each one so like we know each stutter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the last thing that we have to talk about is a lot. So we have a lot to talk about, and it's the main reason why we invited Mr. Nick Cunningham onto the show, because we know he's a huge gamer like Dan and I. Uh, so here we are, that today, did PlayStation just completely destroy Xbox? I wrote this headline, even though I know I am you know, a, a Microsoft stan, uh, I don't. Oh, I won't repeat know. what we I said know. last week. We You're know. Microsoft sugar <laughs> baby. It's okay. Microsoft, please. They, thank you, Bill Gates, for uh, blessing my bank account. Uh, uh, hashtag ad. I'm kidding. Please. Hashtag uh, Bill Gates bless. Hashtag Bill Gates bless. Um, but yeah. So today at 12 p.m. Pacific Pacific Standard Time, Sony released a new conference discussing everything PlayStation 5, and it was amazing i believe i was the only person to watch it live correct yes. Yes. yeah i think so yeah. Yeah. okay I, went, I actually yeah. woke up quote unquote early for this Ooh. um <laughs> because i wanted to it was actually at it started at three i was gonna say <laughs> you said <laughs> early is one o'clock right so just to be clear early is one okay, early is gotcha. one o'clock yeah, yeah. i'm with yeah, you, I'm with yeah, you. So <laughs> i had to, I had to make food and shower <laughs> yeah and dress, of get course zone. yeah um it's a busy day yeah so they talked so much. We got new games. We got new preview. We got previews at games that have been announced already, uh, and then we finally got the price and we finally got the release date. And the whole world has exploded. If you if you follow me on Twitter, you probably see me retweeting a bunch of stuff because anytime something like this happens, I love to annoy my followers. Um, so the yeah. first thing I am one of them. I, we're gonna yeah, go through the list of. Them. <laughs> thank you for following me please <laughs> at rob uh no, at, i'm robbie t with yep. three e's there it is there's uh, the but, plug. so the <laughs> there's the plug shameless plug shameless on the plug. show you know um so the first thing we want to talk about is actually going to be the announcement of final fantasy 16 are there any final fantasy uh fans in this nope no, no. I, I, I didn't it's think so. It's so we're going to skip through this real quick. Okay. Uh, but it seems to be taking place in the Final Fantasy XIV universe, which is a little bit more of uh, a medieval sort of uh, storyline or whatever. Uh, the combat seems to be more hack and slash, kind of similar to Final Fantasy XV uh, and kind of like Final Fantasy VII, which is the remake that they did. And uh, people were like, their minds blew up because it seems like it's gonna be a PlayStation PlayStation exclusive, but also with a release on a PC. Mm. And so many people did not like that. Uh, for some reason, they just love to keep their own games. Sony, please just giving Microsoft and PC your games. I I need them. They're so good. They're so much better than <laughs> than Xbox games. I'm sorry. I'll say that. But the big thing I know all of us really really want to talk about is new footage of Spider-Man, Miles Morales. We kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the Avengers game first came out. Which game did we want most of all the superhero games? We were all uh, in agreement. We all, talk, <laughs> we all yeah. agreed about this game. And agrees. man, this game delivers. So um, the villain has been revealed, or maybe one of the villains, because I don't know if it's going to be more than one. The original Spider-Man yeah. game had more than one in the end. But yeah, exactly. so there, there's a possibility of one. Uh, had more than one. 
Uh, so this villain is supposed to be the Tinkerer, who we've only seen in Spider-Man Homecoming, and the Tinkerer actually seems to sound like a woman. So that'd be really interesting, because these uh, Spider-Man games have not had a female antagonist yet. So I would love to see like a young Miles Morales like going against like a, the Tinkerer. Uh, so uh, there's a bunch of really cool things that we've learned about this. We learned that uh, Rio Morales, who is, uh, uh, let's say Leo, uh, is uh, Miles' mom, is actually a politician in this universe. So it's very interesting after the events of Spider-Man, uh, of the, the first Spider-Man game, uh, of what happened to Miles' father. But we get to see uh, an awesome bridge fight sequence that kind of really mirrors off of Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, it was super interesting to see that, but we see all of his new abilities like Venom Strike, Invisibility, we see interactive cutscenes. Uh, and the one thing that everyone has been asking is, where's Peter Parker? Like, is this actually just going to be like a mainline uh, like Spider-Man game, like where it's just Miles Morales? Or are we going to see Peter Parker come in and out? Or is he going to be away on some secret mission? Um, so yeah, it is also has been announced way after, for some reason, the, the news cycle after this conference was crazy because a lot of the things Sony did not put out there, like outright by themselves, a bunch of people behind the scenes were like, oh, by the way, this is information, by the way, this is information. But some of the information is that this is going to be a launch title, and it's also going to be available for the PlayStation 4 at $59.99. But it was also announced that there's going to be an Ultimate Edition, which also include a remastered edition of Spider-Man PS4, for $70. What is your hype level for this game? I'm pretty hype. Um, I When I originally saw the original Spider-Man game coming out, I wasn't like super hyped about it. I had never played a Spider-Man game previous to it, so I didn't quite know what to expect out of a Spider-Man game. I've never been good at fighting games. Let me just premise with that. So fighting games to me are always fun, but I suck at them. So I won't always go out of my way to like really play through them and whatnot. And Spider-Man is one of the few video games, um, fighting games, where I just enjoy it. It's so smooth. Um, the original one, like, the combat system was just pretty easy to get along with and get into. And I felt like that, that makes it really enjoyable to people who are, like, newer or, um, like, not as good at combat games to get into it. And so seeing this Miles Morales and just knowing that the combat system already, there's like a bunch of things in the combat system that I'm seeing are already at like either the same or really similar. And I think that's going to really help people adjust from going into like the previous game into this one. Um, I, I saw the swinging system is going to be similar and I don't know. I'm just hype. Um, there's a lot going on in the actual footage that we got today. Um, one of my favorite things that I was seeing was some quick slow-mos of his web slinging as he's in the middle of combat. Like, you're literally in the middle of combat, and then there's, like, a slow-mo of your web slinging, and it was just gorgeous. Um, so I'm really excited to see what kind of combos you can pull off in-game, um, as well as the fact that, like, Spider-Man, not that he's dull, obviously, like, Peter Parker's great and all, but to see the switch from Peter Parker to Miles Morales, who has these uh, abilities that Peter doesn't have with the stealth and um, the, uh, you know, the shock touch and everything is going to be really fun um, to combo with uh, in, in battles and whatnot. And then the biggest thing I'm hype about, which is kind of funny, but honestly, the music in the game, I was noticing right away. It's so is good. so good. Um, like, so it, good it, it really gives off. Yeah, it really gives off the whole, um, I, I loved uh, Spider-Man or Into the Spider-Verse. And so it really gave me some of those vibes with like that, some of that, um, that type of music and whatnot. And it, I just, I can't wait to get into the game 
I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to hopefully run smooth and everything on this new generation of PlayStation. And I, I'm excited to see what the story presents. Awesome. Dan, what about you, man? Uh, I'm really excited. I actually still have not played the first Spider-Man. This so is true. I am totally going to get that Ultimate Edition, so that way I can have the experience of both. Um, I think, in my head, what would make this really cool if it's, is if this game is set in the universe that was established, or just have it be like a, a clean slate, but in the same universe that is in Into the Spider-Verse. So, female Doc Ock. Like, have her be one of the villains. I think that would be super cool, because I really liked her in Into the Spider-Verse, and I think that different take on the character is something that I think a lot of people really wanted to see more of. And I think, um, you know, what better, what better medium than a video game where your star is Miles Morales have that difference of, um, of character for her. So that's something that I would look forward to if, if that was confirmed. Um, or just other different takes on other famous villains that, that Miles could, could encounter. Or even lesser known villains too. But yeah, no, I'm super hyped. The gameplay looks smooth. The graphics are, are crisp and clean. I'm, I'm super excited. My hype level is quantifiably 11 out of 10. <laughs> wow, 11 out of 10. I'd that's that's big praise from Dan. I'm, I'm big, big praise from Dan. 11 out of 10. <laughs> uh, browsing images in the chat says, how many hours have y'all actually done on the Spider-Man PS4 game? Zero. So I guess that's just for... Yeah, <laughs> Probably correct it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd say... Oh, wow. I spent a lot of hours on different video games, and I will say, at least with that game in particular, there was a feature where you could collect different outfits, and you had to complete, I think, different feats to unlock a lot of them. So I did spend a little mm -hmm. bit more time on that game as compared to like other fighting games in the uh, in the past. I'd say somewhere around probably the range of thirty hours or so, which sounds like a lot when you say it, but honestly, like, but it's not. It's, it's not, not when hours, in yeah. gaming hours. Like I think the max hours I have on a game. Oh gosh, I probably shouldn't say this. Uh, Borderlands yeah. Two. I think I have seven. 157 hours or something like that it's the max hours i put into a game that's me with overwatch i think i have like <laughs> almost a month of like overwatch yeah uh gaming hours so i've wasted about a month of my life playing a video yeah game. uh but for <laughs> spider-man ps4 actually yeah. uh <laughs> for uh spider-man ps4 i actually almost 100 percent of the game uh the only thing i have left to do is uh i believe it's like the black cat uh, like DLC. dolls or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. the dolls. And then, like, the yeah, DLC. Yeah, the collection, yeah. Uh, but that's about, that's honestly about it. Uh, but I, this is another game that actually made me cry. Um, and again, another I F in the chat? I, no, it did. Another F in the chat. Another F. Yeah. Uh, I, I promise you that I'm not this emotional, but like, that's just like, that's a testament to how <laughs> emotional these games are. Like it's, some of these scenes, uh, the, the Doc Ock and Peter scene, the scene where, uh, got uh how do i say it where doc ock lets peter know that he's known all along that it was peter and kind of just like manipulating it and also just the deterioration of doc ock like as his body starts to slowly like die yeah. yeah um that you see you see his mind start to be like i have to do this i have to do this uh and then like aunt may's death man like it's Every time, where it's like, we're going to take care of you, man. We're going to take care of you. Just like, take off your mask. I want to see my, ne my, my nephew. Oh, oh, tears yeah. every yeah. time, man. Tears every the time. Come uh, on. I, 
I rewatched that scene and not yet, Dan. Uh, we watched that scene and um, the beginning to uh, Last of Us like multiple times, all the time, just when I want to feel something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just to feel but, something. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really felt included in that conversation. I totally agree <laughs> no with problem, everything man. you just said. I got you. No problem, man. <laughs> but the next game. Oh, actually, Nat, I didn't even ask you. As a yeah. fan of Spider-Man. Uh, but Spider-Man as a whole, as a I know you're game. not much of a gamer, but like... I'm I'm super excited, Only, mainly because, like we were talking, I'm pretty sure we all mentioned at least once the um, Into the Spider-Verse movie, and I, I just loved that film. I think it was amazing, and so seeing we get the same character in a kind of different format, and so I... I think it allows us to kind of explore the character more, maybe make us more inclined to maybe bring him into the MCU, maybe. So um, I think that, like you said, I like Nick was saying, the music, the same vibe as well. I think it's it's super exciting. So. All right. Well, we're running out of a little bit of time here, so let's go ahead and do just a quick rush through the rest of this. Uh, but so the first thing I just want to talk about the other games that were announced Hogwarts Legacy, which is a Harry Potter RPG that's going to be taking place in the 1800s. Looks very interesting. I, uh, it was more of a cinematic trailer, didn't show a lot of gameplay. So I would love I like to the see aesthetic. A- yeah, you like the yeah. aesthetic? Yeah. I love the aesthetic. I also love the choice of time period. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's to see that it's not, yeah, it's not going to touch yeah. on that, and that's exactly what we need out of it. Star Wars, take notes. Yeah, please. <laughs> take notes, please Star take, Wars. Please take notes, Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy, please, please call me. Please hire, take your job. Please hire me. Please, please hire me. I'll dropkick uh, you. Okay. <laughs> Keep going, Rob. Next one, uh, Call of Duty Cold War. I don't care about this video game at all, but they released a brand new trailer called uh, titled Nowhere Left to Run, and it's basically been the same gameplay or the same footage that we've seen in all the uh, things. You see like the RCXD uh, racing up to the plane to blow it up. It's Call of Duty uh l2 r2 that's all you're gonna do the entire time so don't even worry i about like that. history and i like the cold war so i want to know the story that's the only reason i'll buy it maybe zombies too that's my oh, word wow. possible zombies zombies would be the only reason if i were to pull the trigger but yeah i haven't felt anything in a call of duty game since like black ops so i haven't felt anything in years <laughs> uh, so. I don't feel. <laughs> so the next thing is going to be we got a brand new look at the the at resident evil I put seven, but it's actually supposed to be eight. I don't know my Roman numerals. I'm sorry. Uh, th- this is supposed to be taking place right after RE th- uh, RE seven, which took a huge departure from the regular uh, Resident Evil like series. Uh, it still has some of the characters, but like now in the modern day, uh, and it has like really big Resident Evil four uh, four vibes. If you've never played any of the Resident Evils, um, they're actually very very fun. I would recommend starting with the remake, Resident Evil two remake. Because uh, it is scary as hell, but also is a fantastic video game. Uh, let's see. Next one. Oh, we got a brand new look at the game Deathloop. I feel this like Dan cool. really like this. This looks yeah. really cool. Really interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's where it's kind of like you can... Um, it gave me you, Deceit vibes. Is that the game Deceit? Or yeah. something? Or... Uh, well, it's Dishonored. Dishonored, it's that's very, the one. Yeah, it's made by the people that made Dishonored. Yeah. Basically, it's Groundhog's Day, but there's an assassin... Uh, you're an assassin. And you're trying to assassinate your targets. You can learn from like your different death loops because every time you die, oh, you start over cool. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can like find okay if you don't do this specific task, or if you do this task, it'll prevent them from doing something, so they can go to this other place, uh, which they really showed. 
And the entire time you're doing all that, there's another assassin trying to kill you. Uh, so it's it amps it up by having one actual, like, people you're trying to assassinate in that environment, and then you have one AI just constantly trying to kill you. So uh, that's something that's very interesting and I would really, really like to uh, check out. Uh, I put DMC5. I don't know if anyone's any Devil May Cry fans. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I just put it in there. <laughs> Maybe there is. Plug it in there. Um, I know Dan's excited for this one, the Demon Souls remake. Yes, uh, I've never played Dan? Demon Souls. Um, <laughs> actually, never played the original Dark Souls, like the original one. I waited Howard. till. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they, look, the only reason is people know what I'm talking about if they played it. There's one specific bonfire that is not in the original game, and it is the biggest crock of crap that there's not a bonfire in a certain spot, and it really makes that area hard. So I was like, you know what? Going for the remake. That's the only reason that I played the remake. Well, Dan, it's going to be $70 and a launch title. So just <laughs> awesome. throwing that out there. Let I me mean, know. I, uh, I really don't <laughs> like... I really do not like that the, the standard now is going to be $70 for a new game. Or even just a remastered game. Um, I feel like that's really, really steep. I, we didn't really touch on that. But um, yeah, my feelings on that... God, seventy dollars for a new game or even just a remaster—that's that's a that's, that's a crazy. bit steep, man. Like I feel like sixty was a good okay, no more than this, please. But and it just makes me wonder, like next gen, is it going to be eighty dollars for a game? Like Dang, that's that would be crazy. that's pretty outrageous if you ask me. That would make pre-orders in the hundred range automatically and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. I, I feel like as times go on with the technology we're going to be like, okay, I mean, if this is the, if I would be, I'm okay with spending $70 if I know that it's $70 worth. Like if it's like, if I'm getting the last of us two, I would pay $70 for that game. You know, like it's, a, it's you're going to have, a, there's a lot of content in that game and it's going to look gorgeous. And that's the two things that I'm looking forward to with these prices. That's what I'm going to be using my wallet with. Really. It's just going to be like, is there going to be a lot of content? And it's going to look good. My, my friends have already I... made the joke, and honestly, I kind of agree with them, but it, it's just, uh, we know we're paying $470 um, for uh, Spider-Man. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honest, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, they're not wrong. They're, they're not wrong. Yeah, the, the main game right. so far, there's been a lot of interesting games that I think have come back. Um, another one that hadn't been mentioned yet was Gran Turismo 7. I'm really excited about that one. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of interesting games that I hadn't seen that are coming out that are now slowly making me more and more want to buy the PS5. But before it was, I mean, I was basically uh, J. Jonah Jameson just saying, I want Spider-Man. And that, that was <laughs> it. Yeah. But. All right. So also announced was the PlayStation Collection. So this is PlayStation's version of the Xbox Game Pass. And I actually wrote down all the games inside this uh, that's going to be coming out with it. It's going to be $10, uh, $10 a month. It's going to be included with PlayStation Plus if you have it already, so you don't even need to worry about that. Uh, but you have God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World, which is also an Xbox Game Pass, Final Fantasy XV, also an Xbox Game Pass, Fallout 4, which is also an Xbox Game Pass, Mortal Kombat X, also an Xbox Game Pass, uh, Uncharted 4, Ratchet & Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, which is also on Game Pass, uh, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, and RE7. Uh, so I also put the prices in for Xbox Game Pass, which is $10 a month. But if you want Ultimate, which is uh, Game Pass for Xbox, place, uh, for PC, and uh, also uh, your Xbox Gold, that's $24.99 a month. 
do you think that this is a like how big of a steal do you think this is the uh, compared to like itself and Xbox Game Pass? I'd say it's a steal. I think because you're there's... getting all these PS4 games that are like for very only well only ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that when I get this, I'll probably be paying. I mean, you got to pay for PS Plus to play online anyways. So, I mean, like, you get that and all these games to download. That's cr- and, like, they're going to be, like, PlayStation 5 versions of these games, not even, like, PlayStation 4 versions. Like, you're going to get the upgraded gra- graphics for these. So, I'm super excited. I think it's an absolute steal. Um, I don't mind paying the $24.99 a month that I do for uh, Xbox, uh, Ultimate Xbox Game Pass because I use it, like, a lot. So I think it's really cool. And I think that this is a really huge deal, even though they are considered older games. Uh, But, you know, um, we also got a tease for God of War 2. And all of the games that were announced above were supposed to be slated for 2020 and 2021. And then finally, we have the prices. So the PlayStation pre-order will start tomorrow, even though somehow some companies have started today. Uh, Some weird glitch in the system, but people have been starting to do that today. The PlayStation 5, uh, the like the original full version is going to be $4.99, and the all-digital version is going to be $3.99. Uh, and that's going to be launching November 12th, Xbox prices, which we kind of talked about last week. The Xbox Series X is going to be $500 or $499. Uh, and then Series S is going to be $299.99. So it's a $100 difference between the all-digital PlayStation and the all-digital uh, Xbox. And, that, and that's going to release on November 10th. If you were going to pick now. I know most of you are going to say PlayStation because you have Playstations. But if you're going to pick now, what would you say would be the better deal? I like physical copies of things. Books, records, figures, games. I like physical copies, so I would probably go with the, the standard physical I made a comment. I was talking to Natalie a little bit about it earlier. Um, and like the $4.99 sucks because it's more expensive. But I, I have to agree with Dan that physical copies are nicer. The other thing I, I had mentioned is typically with PlayStations, and I don't know how this will work out, but typically with PlayStations, they have a certain uh, amount of memory. And if you're doing all digital copies, that means your library is only so large for games and whatnot. Um, and so once you've downloaded so many games... And you have you know all the save data for all those games. That memory is going to run out, and so you're either going to have to do one of two things. You're either going to have to go out and buy yourself uh, a you know a hard drive or whatever with more memory, so that way you can download more games and whatnot to your library. Or B, you're going to have to pick and choose what games you have at what times, um, which is just kind of a hassle and just really annoying. And that's one of the things that I, I kind of wary about with the whole digital move. Um, I think the digital move is smart and whatnot, uh, but it. Like, as far as storage and whatnot, I wonder if they're going to fix that. I wonder if the PS5s will automatically have one terabyte. I know PS4s and previously had the 500 gigs or whatnot, and there were nicer versions that had the one terabyte. Um, I don't know if one terabyte will now be standard or whatnot, or if they'll, you know, up it, um, or how all that will work. But it was just one thing I was wary of. And I know with physical discs, typically, you know, all that data can be held instead all the game and whatnot uh on a disc and then your playstation will instead just show uh will save all of your save data and whatnot which saves you a lot on uh on room and space for other digital games that you might download but yeah that was just one concern i know i i was raising as i was looking at that Nah, i don't know if you have a preference or not um i've never been a fan of the all digital i didn't really see the appeal to that i mean i'm sure there's 
people who might like that, but I don't know. I just never, I never saw like why people would choose that over the hard copies, but I don't know. What about you? I'm so excited for both of these machines, Uh, but I feel like the first game, the first station, um, the first station, (laughs) the first uh, console that I'm going to get is the PlayStation. Uh, And I feel like I'm going to get that all digital for both of them. Um, because I usually spring and I buy the hard drive immediately for anything that I do because, uh, one, it's, both of them are going to be cheaper. Um, the, for sure, the PlayStation uh, All Digital is the way better choice if you're going for... Like, if you're trying to decide between Xbox All Digital or PlayStation All Digital, the PlayStation All Digital is way better. Even it, it's For $100 more, it's absolutely worth it. Uh, if you see some of the specs and stuff like that that they put up, they've been putting up everywhere, I definitely think it's absolutely worth it. Um, I think the games on the PlayStation are absolutely worth like very much spending all that sort of, uh, that sort of way. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to buy both of them eventually. Uh, I'm probably going to buy the PlayStation first though, uh, because I feel like the games will be better and all the games that are really coming out for the Xbox one, uh, Xbox series X are going to be an Xbox one also. So, you know, I'm just going to be playing on them until I can afford an Xbox series S just so I can start grinding up that I can still keep that gamer store grinding up. And then also, uh, you know, uh, I'm actually almost at 4,100, everyone. So I just want to say that. Uh, <clears throat> ladies, I'm Ladies, single. he's single. Uh, but I believe we are reaching the end of the podcast. So I want to say thank you to the people that have been following us for the past couple of days, who I have not been reading because I'm dumb. Uh, we have Dallas Fan 1995, Dorky Zombie, A King of Noobs, Nimbus underscore CEO, Roland in the Deep 96, Magician's Rad, Danny Ari Rod, and Ya Boy Ginge. Thank you so much for following us. Your support is very, very well, uh, very, very needed and welcome. I guess welcome is still the right way. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for following uh, for following us. We really, really appreciate it. We got a couple of things that we're planning uh, for the month of October that we can't really talk about until we get details settled. Natalie's very excited for this, and I believe actually we all are really um so please continue to follow us can go to our twitter which is at the bottom of the screen at geek day podcast make sure to follow us there you can get all of our content right right there uh and i believe that is it for the week make sure to follow us on all streaming services we have spotify uh apple podcasts youtube uh but again thank you very much y'all and we will see you next week bye everyone Bye. Bye, guys. Oh, my God. I have to pee so bad. Go empty that bladder, boy. <laughs> That's why I was rushing to end. I was like, I have to go pee. Okay, I'll be right back. I'll go pee. Ah.